Parashas Midbar, we begin a new Sefer of the Torah. We have the five Sefer and the five Chumashim which make up the Torah. And this is the introductory Parsha to the Sefer of Midbar. Now, if you ever wondered, how did the Sefarim get their names? Because one might think that the names of the Sefarim are given to them by the opening word of each Sefer. And for most Sefarim that's true. Bereshis begins with the word Bereshis. Shmois begins Eile Shmois. Dvarim begins Eile Advarim. Vayikra also begins Vayikra El Moshe. So one would think that therefore just the first word is taken as the name for the Sefer. But if that's the case, Chumash Bamidbar should have been called Chumash Vayadaber. Because the first word of Bamidbar is Vayadaber. Vayadaber Hashem Moshe. And if we're not going to call it by the first word, then what needs explanation is why do we take the name Bamidbar? It seems to be a small and largely irrelevant detail in the Pasuk. It's just telling us the location of where Hashem happened to have said this to Moshe that it happened to be in the Midbar. If anything, in the Midrash it's called Chumash HaPakudim. It's the Chumash of the countings because the Jewish people are numbered a number of times. So the question is, if we're not going to call the Chumash necessarily by its first word, why do we choose the word Bamidbar? Why does that become the name for the entire Chumash? And what we need to understand is that it's not by chance. And therefore, if the name of the Sefer is Sefer Bamidbar in the desert, we have to understand that defines what happens in the Sefer. What happens in the Sefer Bamidbar is all against the backdrop that has happened in the desert. And that's important for us. And we have to understand the significance of what took place, that it, or why it's important that it happened in the Midbar, that it happened in the desert. Because if we look through Sefer Bamidbar, we see two extremes. On the one hand, in Sefer Bamidbar, we see Klai Yisrael rising to the greatest level that Klai Yisrael as a nation ever achieved. The zenith of Klai Yisrael's ascent was in Beth Sefer Bamidbar. When the Mishkan is built and the Shekhinah resides there, when the Jewish people are organized in formation of the Degolim around the Mishkan, when they led by the Ananiya covered and the Amud of the fire, and they're marching towards Eris Yisrael. That was the high point. That was the crescendo of Chumash Midbar. And yet, in Chumash Midbar, we also have a long litany of mistakes that Klai Yisrael made, of Taurus that Klai Yisrael experienced, whether it was Kivrasa Taiva, or it was the Miraglim, or the rebellion of Kairach, or the complaint against the Mon and the snakes, and later on the, the Avera Bab Shittim, Baal Pa'ar, that all happens in Sefer Bamidbar too. And therefore we need to understand 
what the connection between all these incidents is to being the fact that it happened in the desert. Why is that the key word? In appreciating both extremes, both sides of what the Jewish people experienced in the Chumash, in this Chumash, in the Parishas which we're going to see. But before I try and explain that, let me prove to you that there are these two facets to the Midbar. Let me show you in other places in the Nach where we find a similar, so to speak, focus on Midbar, on the fact of the desert. So, we have two different prophecies describing the periods before Hashem will bring the Gola. We have two different Nevoahs of Hashem telling us about the time when Klai Yisrael is going to be unfaithful and they're going to be punished. But in the end, what the factors which are going to cause them to be redeemed. The first one is actually the Haftar of the Sixth Parsha. It's the prophecy of Hosea. And Hosea is talking about a situation where the Jews are being disloyal to Hashem. And Hashem is going to punish them. And take away all the bounty that He's given them. But after that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to draw them close again. And therefore, let's look at the Pasuk. And the Pasuk says in Hosea Perak Beis, Pasuk Tezayin, the Pasuk says, Lachain, Therefore, I'm going to literally convince her. I'm going to try and convince the Jewish people to come back. And I'm going to take her to the desert. And I'll speak to her heart. Hashem is describing a stage where He's going to speak, so to speak, encouraging the Jewish people. And win them over to return to Him. But the Pasuk doesn't just say that Hashem is going to encourage us, inspire us to return. Where is it going to happen? I'm going to take them to the Midbar. Specifically in the Midbar is the setting where Hashem is going to convince us to come back to Him again. That's the one Nebuah. And then there's the second Nebuah. The Nevoah of Yechezkel in Perikhov. Here also it's describing a situation where the Jewish people are being disloyal to Hashem. And the Pasuk says, in Pasuk Lamed, Lamed Beis, the Jewish people felt that they could decide that they wanted to abandon Hashem and stop keeping the Torah. And the message that they get is that which you thought. Hashem said it's never going to happen. That you said let us be like the nations. Let us become similar to all the other goyim with the idolatry. On that the Pasuk says Hashem said I'm never going to let that happen. I swear by myself, says Hashem. 
If not with a strong hand of Azrenatir, with an outstretched arm, we recognize the comparison to Mitzrayim. With an outpouring of anger. I'm going to rule over you. In other words, if Klai Yisrael feel that they don't want to be loyal to Hashem, Hashem says, I'm going to force them to be loyal to me. And how is Hashem going to do that? Listen to the Pasuk. I'm going to take you out from the nations. I'm going to gather you from all the countries, from all the far-flung lands where you found yourselves. And I'm going to bring you to the desert of the nations. And I'm going to judge you there. In the Midbar. Just like I judged your ancestors in the midbar after I took them out of Mitzrayim. Same thing, I'm going to judge you. And that's the second point we see. There's an option of Hashem bringing us back by trying to convince us, by trying to encourage us. In the words of the Navi Yeshev, by speaking to our hearts. But that takes place in the midbar. And then the second option of Hashem expressing anger and forcing us to come back to Him and judging us. And where? In the Midbar. What's the significance of the Midbar? Why do both of these options have to happen in the Midbar? That's not where Klai Yisrael were beforehand. In both times, the Navi says clearly, I will take you from all the nations and bring you to the Midbar. What's the significance of the Midbar? Why is that the setting for either of these two extremes? And let's look at one more example. The marshal of the Midbar is given twice in Shir Shirim as well. In Shir Shirim, with a very similar sounding pasuk. The first one is in the third paragraph of Shir Shirim. And the Pasuk says like this, Mi zais min hamidbar. Who is this people who is arising from the desert? And how are they coming from the desert? Kasim Reis Oshon. Accompanied, surrounded by pillars of smoke. Mukuteres mor With the scent, the fragrance of Kuteres. Like the Mufashim explained, Klai Yisrael, Surrounding the base of the, 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 the Mishkan, encompassed by the Nanaya covered, is considered at their peak. And that's what's being referred to here. Who is this coming from the desert, surrounded by the Nanaya covered, with the scent, with the aroma of the Keteris above them? But that's Oilam in Amidbar. They're described as arising from the desert. And at the end of Shirashir, the same imagery is used again. In Parak Ches, there the Pasuk says, the same words, Mi zais midbar. Who is this one who's rising from the desert? But here the Ramban explains the Pasuk, that in the context is not referring to the Jewish people leaving the desert. It's referring to something else. 
The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah that when Klal Yisrael started to sin, the Shechina began to recede from the Beis HaMikdash. And it didn't happen all at once. It was a gradual process of ten stages. Says the Gemara, Asara Masois, Nasa Shechina. There were ten steps that the Shechina took as it retreated from the Kodesh HaKadoshim. As a, result of, as a result of our virus, until it left this world completely and returned to Shemaim. It began in the, on the Kaparis, on the top of the Arnakodesh. And from there it went to the top of the Kruvim. And from there it went to the Heichel. To the, and there from, the, from there to the roof of the Heichel. To the Mizbeach. To the wall of Yerushalayim. And there, from there it went to the Midbar. And from the Midbar it returned to Shemaim. The last step in the process of the Shechinah's leaving us was the Midbar. And says the Ramban, that's what this Pasuk is referring to. Who is this who one who is rising from the Midbar? It's referring to the Shechinah. As it leaves the Jewish people and has yet to return. We never regained that Shechinah. But when it left, it left from the Midbar. What's the significance of the Midbar? How could the Midbar also be, at one at the same time, a setting for Klai Yisrael's greatest achievements and also a backdrop for so many of Klai Yisrael's falling, so many of Klai Yisrael's mistakes? What's the Yisait of the Midbar? Of what happens in the desert. Let's understand. There's a message for us to learn. The Mitzis, the reality which Hashem provided for the Jewish people in the Midbar was unique. They had no concerns, they had nothing to worry about. They were protected on all sides by the Anani Yaakovit. They didn't have to look for a Parnasa because they were given the, the man and they had the well with them. They had everything possible taken care of for them. And that way in the Midbar, they were in the perfect setting. The optimal place to focus solely on Tarin Avedas Hashem. It was an opportunity that Klai Yisrael collectively had, never to be repeated. Where they were in a cocoon, as it were, of Hashem's protection, and therefore they had the perfect opportunity to connect to Hashem without any distraction. That was Klai Yisrael's habitat in the Midbar. And now it depends. When Klai Yisrael utilize that opportunity which is presented to them to throw themselves wholeheartedly into their learning, to direct their thoughts and feelings constantly towards coming closer to Hashem, then the Midbar becomes a Gan Eden. There's nothing like it. 
It's the perfect location. It's the perfect setting for Klai Yisrael to achieve levels which are unimaginable and unattainable in any other stage. When Klai Yisrael are looking to come closer to Hashem and align themselves around the Mishkan, when their focus, as Moshe Benus says, is no simanachno la mokam asher amar Hashem, we focused on journeying towards the place Hashem wants. When Klai Yisrael gets to unequaled highs. But that same setting in the midbar can lead to Klai Yisrael's undoing. Because if it gets to a stage where Klai Yisrael are no longer interested in growing in Ruchnius, and Klai Yisrael feel that they no longer want to connect to Hashem in the same way, they feel satisfied, as it were, with the level they have, and they aren't motivated to do more. Then the midbar becomes restrictive. Then the lack of alternatives to a lifestyle which is only geared for Avodah Hashem becomes oppressive. And then Klai will start to chafe at the bit. Klai will start to look for other things. They feel unfulfilled. They feel that they need other outlets. And that's the start of everything which went wrong in the Midbar. It began with Klai Yisrael running away from Harsinai. They felt that it got in enough. And after that, they started to hunger for meat. Why meat? Because they felt a lack of fulfillment in the environment they were in. So they look for other things to enjoy. And they complain about the water, and they complain about the man, and they complain about the food. And it breathes an atmosphere of discontent that they can complain about Moshe Rabbeinu as well. And join the rebellion of Korach. And it's a setting with when the people of Moab put out stalls offering wine and food. Klai Yisrael who weren't lacking for food are eager to go and sample something different. And that leads to the Avera of Balpa'or. When Klai Yisrael aren't focused on wanting to maximize the potential that the Midbar provides for them, then it becomes a setting which is a hotbed of discontent. And in that setting, all the mistakes happen. Those are the two sides of the Midbar. The Midbar is a Gan Eden for a person who's directed and inspired to make the most of it. But the Midbar is a cause for so many Averas, for those who feel stifled by it. Now let's look back to the two Nevoas we brought before. The step before the Gola, Hashem tells us, I'm going to gather you from the nations and I'm going to bring you back to the Midbar. And there are two sides to that experience of the Midbar. There's the experience which Hashem Novi is talking about, where Hashem says, I will speak to your hearts and I will encourage you and I'll take you back to the Midbar. And if Klai Yisrael 
respond to that. And they look for the opportunity to reconnect to Hashem as well. Then the Midbar provides the perfect setting for Klai Yisrael to come back to Hashem. There's no distractions. There's no concerns. There's no impediments. And the Midbar experience can be one of extreme closeness. Whereas, there's a second option. Of Klai Yisrael who doesn't want to come back to Hashem. Klai Yisrael who's more interested in being like the Goyim. And if that's the case, what the Navi Yecheskel tells us, Hashem will take us back to the Midbar. And it will be an experience of being ruled over. And Hashem says, I will judge you there, like I judge your ancestors in the Midbar. If Klai Yisrael don't respond to the offer to come back and utilize the opportunity of the Midbar to focus on connecting to Hashem, then the Midbar becomes the scene of punishment. Where Hashem will prevent us from trying to be like the going. We will be corralled into a situation we will be forced to do what we meant to do. But then we will be with a punishment. Like Klai Yisrael the Midbar got punished time and again. Every time they tried to throw off the yoke of being in the Midbar. Similarly, Klai Yisrael are praised were coming out of the midbar in the high level that they did. That's the pasuk in Shirashi. midbar. Who is she who comes from the midbar, crowned by the shechina, so to speak, encamped with anani covered surrounding. But at the same time, when Klaishal don't use the midbar. Then the Midbar becomes the place where we lose the Shechina when it goes back to Shemaim. And that's the second, Mizah Yisraelah Mila Midbar. In Perak Shira, most often, the Midrash gives us each kind of creation, each species, and tells us the song they sing to Hashem. There are one or two exceptions. And that is his introduction as to when the specific breed sings that song. And one of those exceptions is talking about the Avaza Bar, some kind of wild goose. And what we told about this goose is that the song it sings is Besha Shi Yisrael Oiskim Batayra. When Klai Yisrael are learning Torah. When Klai Yisrael are dedicating themselves to Torah. So what's the song it sings? It says, the Pasuk in Yeshaya, Kol Koirei Bamidbar. A voice cries out from the desert. Panu Derech Hashem. Prepare the route for Hashem. Yashur Ba'arava Mestira Lelikeinu. When Klai Yisrael are learning Torah, 
So this wild goose, its shira is, prepare the path for Hashem to come back. But where? It's a kol kore bamidbar. It's a voice crying out in the midbar. Because when Klai Israel are learning Torah, so then the best thing for us will be to be brought back to the midbar. To be brought back to the setting where we're able to learn Torah to the greatest degree possible. And that's the side of Chumash Midbar. The Midbar was the setting. When Klai Yisrael lose it well, it's insurpassable. It becomes the zenith of Klai Yisrael's achievements. But when Klai Yisrael begin to fall from that level, then being in a Midbar is just a catalyst for one mistake after the next. And there's a lesson for us to learn. There's a principle that Parshas Bamidbar always precedes Shavuos. It's meant to directly precede Shavuos. And there is Israel. When, as it happens like this year, because there's that extra week, Shavuos is on a Matzah Shabbos and Pesach Aaron is on an Erev Shabbos, so there's one more week, so it has to be that Nasi falls before Shavuos too. But in Chutzlar, it's where it's not like that. The way the parishes were set up was that we don't match up with Eretz Israel immediately. We keep the parishes separate so that, so that parishes per Midbar would fall right before Shavuos. That's the way it's meant to be. Because parishes per Midbar has a very important message for us before Kabbalah Satera. And that is the setting can be provided. But if it's going to be a scene of success or it's going to be a backdrop for failure depends on how we makabal the Torah. If we makabal the Torah then the Midbar becomes the perfect setting for our growth. Then we get to the zenith of Alpi Hashem Yachanov, Alpi Hashem Hashem Shemaru Klai Yisrael compared to the Formation of the Malachim in Shemayim. But if there's something missing in our Kabbalah Satara, and we don't have that inspiration to maximize the opportunity that the Midbar presents, then it's exactly the opposite. Then the Midbar becomes a place where Klai Yisrael fall and fall again. It's not the place which is at fault. It's how we use it. And that's the message before Shavuos. Is the route that we're going to get to Mashiach through the route of Hashayah Hanavi that Hashem will bring us back to the Midbar and speak to our hearts. It will be given an opportunity again to maximize what the Midbar has to offer. Or will the route which will come to Mashiach be the root of the Navi Yecheskel. The Rasha will drag us back to the Midbar to judge us there and rule over us with the Yad Chazak and Israel too. The Midbar there's going to be. 
But which approach is up to us? That's our Kabbalah Satar. And we should be Zaycha. So the Kabbalah Satar, about which, like we saw the Pasuk says, when Klaishal are Oisik Patayra, then there's that voice which cries out in the Midbar. Call Kore Ba Midbar, Panu Derech Hashem. Prepare the route for Hashem to come back. Klai Yisrael are ready to re-enter that experience of the Midbar in a way which is going to uplift us, in a way which is going to bring us back to Mashiach.